This episode is presented by Comics and Gaming Magazine, found at cgmagazine.ca, and brought to you by noblenight.com, where out of print is available again. Buy, sell, and trade RPG books at noblenight.com. Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors with dice and not a lot of common sense in various role-playing games. Today, legends are told from the tales of our terrible warriors, an unlikely group of nerdy adventurers armed with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts as they come together to save the day in These Warriors Are Terrible. Seriously? These are the guys we're going to go with? Welcome back to These Warriors Are Terrible. Tonight we are... Relaxing. Yeah. We have completed yeah, the one year anniversary of these words are terrible. And with that, I thought I'd get a player death this time, but I came close. Twice. Got him really bloody. And then there was Cole who took no damage. Shut up, Cole. <laughs> so I am, of course, Big Mike of the 404s on my left. Mike the Birdman Dodd from This Week in Geek.net. I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse. Justin, you never die in a LucasArts adventure game, Ecock. Mike, the Fist of Justice Laidman from the Untitled Mike and Lord Project. And Steve Snowball Sailor, co-executive producer, or executive producer for These Wars Are Terrible. And I believe, Steve, you have some contest, contest information you want to get Yes, the, today, as of uh, the posting of this episode, yeah. um, if you haven't been following along for the past four, if not, why? you uh, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> uh, you, if you filled out, or if you re- put a review on our iTunes podcast page, then if you follow our Twitter account, twitter.com slash DiceWarriors, we will make the announcement of uh, the person person who has won a book from noblenight.com. Any book you want, up to a dollar value, uh, you can be able to get from us uh, free of charge. So follow our, go to our Twitter account, twitter.com slash DiceWarriors, and you'll see who is the winner. And if you have, uh, if you, you see your name on there, contact us and we'll, uh, we'll set you up. So, yeah. And we do take bribes. <laughs> Who do those right. go to? Yeah, <laughs> Steve, I guess. Yeah, really. yeah, exactly. Whoever they send the email to. <laughs> Stop stealing be- my bribe money, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's too bad. It's my joke. Anyway. To... So, what'd you guys think? Holy shit! Yeah, Derek. I think really the ending of that is probably most significant for you out of anybody. Yeah. Well, that was yeah. um. Uh, I got a PS, uh, my wife and I got a PS3 about a month ago, and I just sort of, I ran through Infamous. It is my favorite uh, (laughs) video game, and I just started Infamous 2 um, last night at like 3 a.m. to get into character for this, and um, as people might have heard Cole ranting about when he saw Evil Cole and went, oh my god, it's Kessler. And yeah, so Cole has had his very important vision, and in about Two hours after returning to his world, Empire City, well, yeah, it's been out for a y- oh, two years. Just Empire saying. City gets blown up by the beast. It's what? the tutorial. It's the tutorial. It's the <laughs> tutorial. <laughs> Damn it. It's the only uh. game where the f- game before it is invalidated by the tutorial. That's not true. Like, there's a ton of games like that. Really? They just take the powers away from... Like, every God of War starts with Kratos getting all of his powers stripped but away. I think what Mike was talking about was the ending oh, of yeah, where yeah, we yeah. ended, or Go. where Kane ended up 
Oh, ended yeah, up sig- looked at. Yes, yeah, uh, sigil the si- sigil. Actually, the books are very specific. It's pronounced sigil, not sigil. I it's checked. Called, okay. No, called, there is a specific quote from the back of one of the Planescape, uh, Planescape books that says, "You have pronounced the name of our city wrong. Rules you have called it sigil lawyer. rather than Rules sigil." Lawyer. No. God uh, damn it, I played it. a prolonged Planescape campaign when I was a teenager. All right, high or low? High <laughs> yeah, or low? low. There's no argument. Well, there's also that CD that came that comes in one of the books and it tells you, to be fair, and it is what you say. It's Sigil. I checked, I, I listened to the video game. Says, they call it Sigil. It's no big deal. The but anyway. Game is anyway, it's Planescape. As long as what been told before, we don't see, do the debrief. This is what happens Lagomorph. With, <laughs> See, this is what happens when you get three old school D and D players together. We argue about the stupidest Raven shit. Ravenloft is still the best setting. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Fuck you. Yes, it is. <laughs> Dark Sun is okay. Okay. I will concede. I that's will, a very no, good no. I, I will concede that we may be balanced there. I have some troubles. How's it going, guys? You doing good? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, right, good. Dark Side, you get to play a giant crane. Yeah. Okay. Chicken wings. Chicken wings, yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm getting those later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so... No, Mike, you're, you're busy um, nerding it out here. <laughs> anyway, um, Dark Sun. Big, big Mike showed us a, a vision of Sigil, which suggests that, um, yeah, the, 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 there's going to be more of this sort of crazy-ass action. It's escalating. It, basically, it seems as if... That it now we're now Cade's in our world. Now Cade's in every world. Does, it's does, in every does world. Sigil yeah. Can, uh, does Sigil touch on Pathfinder? Sigil touch if you follow Ken, and technically Sigil can touch on anything. Galvar Goodbarrow versus Kane. Onwards, Caucus Maximus. I think we need to bring back uh, Saunterbluggett for this episode. <laughs> Saunterbluggett <laughs> from Fajire. Okay, so here's here's the thing. I mean, talking Does about Kane have a mustache. Talking about the one evil universe. Mike's giving Big Mike is giving me the evil eye. I, I will shut up now. Talking about the one year anniversary, because that is what we're here to talk about. Yes. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'll, I'm willing to start off with first. Um, this is the first game that we've come back to as a sequel, mm-hmm. uh, which is like, and I love the fact that at least three of the of the original. Uh, no, four of the original uh, Terrible Warriors is here. Thank um, you. <laughs> right here. Well, I'm, I was thinking the players. I, yeah, I, but saying, I, I think you said meant just the players. The players, yeah. yeah. Um, I count as two people. It's okay. I mean, the only one we're missing tonight is Laura, yep. but that's uh, because we already had a large group, and yep. Laura will be back again. We we can't make the announcement. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, same with Layman. So. She's trapped in an underwater base right now. No. Yeah, Alice is stuck in the asylum again. Laura so. will return in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but as far as the like, I love, I loved this the the first version of the Expendables because it was so fun just to kind of see like everybody kind of being a badass um, to the point where even we were making fun of each other. Like yeah. Salt Snake in the Tanuki suit. Um, <laughs> I like that. I like those callbacks. Those yeah, good. that was good. Uh, and then playing it again and just sort of seeing the world kind of expanded out of even a bit further. I mean, again, sadly, I'm not a huge video gamer, so I didn't get a lot of the references. But thankfully, I got. The That's few. why we're here. Where was Handsome yeah. Jack from? What game? Uh, Borderlands Two. Oh, Which one? okay. Sorry, it's Borderlands Two. Borderlands. Uh, I knew oh. I heard the name. It was before, from the but... game of Fist to Face. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I I really enjoyed it. They, uh, Big Mike, you definitely had a really cool story uh, that I that even as a novice gamer I was able to enjoy. Oh, amen. Well, one thing I will say for this, the one thing I wasn't sure how that was going to go over was Kane. The reveal that Kane was the um, the guy who could take guy? down uh, Dracula. 
but it kind of just went around the room. It's like this guy doesn't sound. You kind of guys got the sense this guy doesn't sound like a good person or a very heroic person, and it, you might be bringing on a bigger problem, which you have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I find it funny that each time <laughs> you guys have done this storyline, it's actually gotten worse each yeah. time. Yeah. Last time it was we just Dracula to took over. Dracula got into power. We just stopped Dracula. Kane's in power. Yeah. Oh, I Queen Lana just does not know how to run her worlds. Well, she does. She just got sidewinded really bad. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, she doesn't have Captain Ed around evil. anymore to advise her. Yeah, because he got killed. What about Captain S? Or does he not exist? Because of oh, the might... what, Wait, what about Game Boy? It was the choice between immediate destruction and inevitable destruction. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll choose inevitable destruction <laughs> over dying today. Amen. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. So, um, that's my thoughts. Uh... What about, we'll go with uh, Laban, what do you think? Well, I, I, this is like we've, like we said at the beginning, this is my first game back in a long time. I've only been in the first two campaigns. And uh, if there was any campaign that I could come back for, I'm so happy that this is the one that I came back with. Yeah. Um, the, I loved the Expendables one in the first place. It made me, it made me want to do uh, this on a regular basis. I'd never played any sort of role playing game before we started doing this show, mm. and um, and I mean I did the the uh, the Avengers one. Yeah. And I was Tony Stark, and all I did was try to not shut Ultra up. Ultravision. <laughs> Ultra yeah, yeah. Although, and we we, we want to say it's not like it's not like we kicked you out. No, you no, and Laura it, out. It, it, you just, it just, just came down it to was, scheduling. It was the problem. Yeah. This it was scheduling was the problem. Is yeah. like I mean. The, the show is is recorded in a different city than I live most of the time, mm-hmm. and it was recorded in a in a different time that was not like like Laura wouldn't be working most of the time when you'd be doing shows, and it was a lot easier for both of us to come out together than just one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, the, like, to come back to this one, um, this was the one that was like out of the two that we've I've done before, this was the one that was nearest and dearest to my heart because wow. um, I just love like the the video game stuff. Like video games are. A major part of my life so even just picking out the little references in them uh, in, in the campaign that Mike throws together are fantastic even so, sometimes I'm, I'm wrong but the thought of it it, it could be building towards this like mm-hmm. this idea is, is is a fun one like the problem I wanted to listen to this uh, like the original um, game before we actually did this game but my work was just so busy I, I normally listen to podcasts all day while I'm working and I was so busy this past week, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. And um, th- there was game references that he made in the previous one that I thought he was building to. And and I completely forgot. But, like, the major points I- I'd remembered. And uh, I actually thought when, when we were picking characters uh, back in the original emails, I came close to changing my character. But like you said, Steve, um, and I think you said it as well, Mike, uh, keeping the character that I, I was in the original uh, allowed for all those fun callbacks. Yeah. Um, the fact that the the snake um, Master Chief hate fest <laughs> yeah. continued. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I loved how that evolved into the snake and Max love fest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was complete opposite. Like, that was fantastic. <laughs> like, like I actually almost changed uh, my character three times. There was almost three characters. I almost picked one was Big Boss just to change it up but keep it similar and I was gonna run with the theme of Big Boss hated um, hated Master Chief, Chief 2 oh. but he could, just couldn't put a finger on, on why <laughs> he hated like, him. I hate you but I don't know why yeah like he just always <laughs> hated him about this <laughs> yeah um, another one that I was going to do I just thought it would be an interesting uh, character like design with like the um, with the armor and maybe some of the weapon sets I almost went Isaac Clark from Dead Space nice yeah. oh, okay. and uh, one of them I almost picked just to piss everybody off I was going to be Dante 
Dante from Devil May Cry, and every time it was my turn, I was going to play the music that plays when you get in a fight <laughs> <laughs> on my phone, like just to be a huge dick. But, I was also uh, considering Dante as well, but I don't know Devil May Cry very well. Off of the Max Snake love fest, the my romance. biggest regret at the very end was my losing the opportunity as instead of the dry cleaning and then finding Sam and going back home, my wish should have been to head over to Snake's world and team up with him. <laughs> Sam is dead. We can never go back. And Max is all about moving forward, not instinct. Well, no, Sam... And he, they just team up as the new sidekicks. And Max all of a sudden, turbo. He, returns, he returns to Shadow Moses, but he's got a little guy on his shoulder now to help him out and crawl through the small spaces. Yeah, no, Queen Moana wouldn't have allowed that. She was and, and there's no this great what. picture that Mike drew on, the, on the, the character sheet. I hide in the box. I, I drew it, actually? I'd like to finally see yeah, what it is. Yeah, I drew a picture. Sam and Max are going to find a way they travel through worlds all the time Here. we will yeah you know what yeah. and, and go back to it's a drawing of uh, it's a very rough sketch of snake and max and max is on his <laughs> shoulder go to our, for those listening go to our twitter account uh twitter.com slash dice warriors and we'll uh like retweet the picture that's there or whatever yeah. so yeah. you can go yeah, back yeah, and, and let me just put it up, try and get it drawn up proper before yeah uh, yeah can, for can, the next one. I mean, can I Sam, do this? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. In the Telltale games, at least, uh, Sam and Max have a history of, of hopping worlds. Yeah. Uh, so there's nothing to say that Queen Lana has anything to say about Max popping up into any of these other game worlds again in the future, now that he knows you guys exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to take Max to go fight uh, the You really Reapers. do have to talk about some of the jokes that were on your character sheet, though. But yeah, so you on my character, character sheet, sheet. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. under will and wisdom are just question marks. So we'll save Max is immune to all mental influence if he remembers that. Uh, so if he was like hypnotized or taken over, he might have just gone along with it before realizing, wait a second, I'm fine. This isn't affecting me at all. But like uh, a Jigglypuff sleep attack wouldn't have oh. done anything to him. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so uh, also under hit points, it says special. Under massive damage threshold, also special. Under natural healing rate, ditto. Max cannot be killed unless an opponent specifically does a killing blow to him. Otherwise, any and all damage will be recovered after combat. Cartoon damage. He yeah. could have been pummeled to a pulp. You guys could have thrown him into the creepers and he would have come away fine. Um, stuff like having Cole throw lightning through him and, yeah, and, and, and throwing uh, uh, gunpowder out of his belly and, yeah. and, and surviving yeah. being... Thrown out of Colossus. Thrown out of Colossus. Yeah. But, I mean, this was a weird game for me because, um, I mean, I joined in partway through this year and into Shadowrun. Shadow yeah. And this is the first game that I have ever played where I'm playing another character that's already existed. Yeah. Up until this point, every been... character I've ever done is an original character or a character I had created in another game that I brought over, like in Pathfinder. Um, so this was... Uh, I was a little nervous walking in because you guys were all like doing research. You were posting online. I'm playing the game, doing research to get into character. I'm like, oh shit. So like this morning, I'm like on YouTube watching videos of Poker Night 2 uh, because there's a scene in Poker Night 2 in uh, Ash's cottage or whatever in the Evil Dead house. There's the Necronomicon. And if Sam and Max are there, Sam will be playing the game and Max has the Necronomicon and he keeps trying to say the words that activate it. <laughs> but every time he messes it up, it goes and attacks someone at the table whenever they fold or, or get busted out and the Necronomicon eats them or they punch it away. And Ash keeps yelling over him, it's something, 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 something. He's like, Necto Nika Picho. <laughs> and it doesn't work. And this is, and so, you know, that was sort of helping me to get into, um, 
Max just yeah. being on instinct. But I, I just want to say, Justin, you committed. You did. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. made this, man. You so. are the MVP. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't I do the voice because he's got well, that Brooklyn I, I, accent. Actually, but. um... I'm a big fan of the Sam and Max Freelance Police cartoon series that right? used to air, and I, I need they're to all do, on YouTube. I need they're to do insane. an episode on that, and it's great. And I I felt that you actually pulled that off um, really well. You did. You actually did the voice not bad from the cartoon show. Yeah. I don't know about the games, but you did the cartoon show voice pretty yeah. well. And it's right when you're when you're like, hey guys, I wonder what's going on. Sam, Sam, get me out of here, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Man, I could really go with the cheese sandwich. Yeah, well, Sam! he, he, he really forgot about Sam for I think a, a, a good portion <laughs> of this game, yeah. uh, and it was just sort of like, oh, squirrel. Because I mean, the way he's described is he's id. He is pure instinct. That's all he runs on, and he just he's he's shoot first and never ask questions. So he was all about let's just pummel him, let's just kill him, let's just go, let's just go through this portal, let's just go kill them all, let's just kill him now, let's just go, go, let's do it. Why are we waiting? This is so boring. So I was gonna say that the thing for me that summed up like everything that you did in this game was waka 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 polo and like that that and the fact that that paid off the way that did with the nemesis being like I love you man I'm coming and he takes out Kratos you that was incredible I'm imagining at the bottom of Castlevania after nemesis is beating Kratos in the ground he looks up the sad look in his eye and just a single tear rolls down his cheek and he sees up in the clouds one of the clouds forms into a max shape <laughs> that to me, I could not stop laughing. Like I, I would not have come up with that. Can I keep that. him? Can I keep Sam? Can, can I keep Nemesis? No, little buddy, the commissioner will have a problem I'll, I'll with that. I'll feed him every day. I'll take him for walks, and I'll always clean up you after him. You know what happened to your last pet? <laughs> oh, he won't hurt anyone we know. <laughs> oh no! Uh, right, uh, killed me. That anyways, killed but me. no, uh, I mean, it was, was it was great to return to to a D twenty system, but to play characters that were all I didn't get all the references. I'm not that. Whatever. I, I just kind of went with that. I know Steve would call me like, I don't know what this is going on. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sitting there like, I don't know either, but I'm not admitting it. Um, and it was, I mean, I could literally be spinning in my chair and not listening to the exposition because that had nothing to do with my character. He yeah. wouldn't be paying attention either. Sorry, what? Who's in the room again? What the fight? Okay, great. I was like looking over here. What? Explain again. But it was fun. I, I really enjoyed this. Thanks for letting me be a part of the one-year anniversary. And uh, I'm really excited about the next year. We've got a yeah. lot of plans of structuring up, yeah. making sure we're not yeah. all doing the exact same system. Uh, yeah. We want to bring in a whole lot of new games and some new worlds that we haven't done before. Mm -hmm. A return to something familiar. Um, it's going to be a really cool year. And uh, I think we've learned what worked and what didn't work. And when we return in the new year after we do, we got, still got like Halloween stuff and Christmas stuff and all that other things. Yeah. When we return in 2014, it's going to be like Terrible Warriors 2.0. Yeah. It's going to be really slick. I'm uh, really, really excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to jump ahead. I mean, I, want, I definitely want to oh, yeah. hear your thoughts, Derek and, and, and uh, Dot. But yes, it's kind of continuing on that. Um, we definitely like technically this this one year anniversary is the end of season one of Terrible Warriors. We did it. We yeah, <laughs> we made it. Um, we I'm still pulling up the mission accomplished banner. <laughs> Trophy. First we, year. We, we still have about uh, four more campaigns left until the end of this year. We're gonna go all the way till the end, uh, to up until Christmas. We're gonna take a little bit of a time off. And then we're going to come back with some brand new games and return to some games, and we're just going to have uh, have fun. But uh, we're really, I'm really looking forward to seeing what we're going to come up with next. Yeah, I, so. But anyway, that's yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Derek, go ahead. Okay. Um. Thank you. 
Uh, Dodd and I have been sharing a microphone, and our microphone is a little bit creaky. Uh, and now it's listing a little bit to the left. Poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun with this game. I'm not... I think my characterization of Cole is a bit inconsistent but cole has a very direct personality uh in the game so something to definitely expand on he's not characterized as much as say shepherd mm-hmm. uh, and i've been playing mass effect as well and i'm almost done it was and- weird because like nor- like last time shepherd was the one who was t- uh, who was basically being yeah. the talker uh doctor of the group and then that turned into you which was really cool yeah um I actually really like that Shepard and Cole had this dynamic going between them. I talked to Mike in between. I'm like, you know, I'm vaguely considering that um, that Cole may consider Shepard as a possible ranting interest. And he's like, no, I'm devoted to Garrus. Right. <laughs> I, I want my kinky turry insects. <laughs> okay. It's that hard exoskeleton that does me every time. The, uh, yeah. the, it provides absolutely no damage protection. Um, but no, I had a good time with it. I was surprised, actually, with how effective Cole turned out to be. Because one of my worries that I discussed when I decided to play this character, and he was one of maybe four choices. I originally put forward playing Cryptosporidium from uh, oh. Destroy All Humans. But, decided, but the decision was also, one, you don't start with any weapons, and two, he's kind of the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, another one that put forward was uh, Alex Mercer from Prototype. Once again, he's kind of the bad guy. Yeah. So I'm happy to go with Cole as a hero, but I was really worried he wasn't going to have a whole lot of electricity inside Castlevania. He was a and, powerhouse. Yeah, and then Kerrigan started throwing <laughs> lightning storms at us in the middle of combat, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Um, I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun playing with this group. I admit, Justin, I wasn't sure how we were going to work with Max. I was on the really crew. nervous. I was really, when I talked on the phone with Mike when he was setting up the character for me, I was like, listen, I know we talked online about me doing Max, originally doing the Purple Tentacle, yeah. and then Max. I want to do Conquer at one point. I was like, or, you know, listen, everyone else is doing that same sort of manly walking forward action hero pose in video games. So I'll do Jensen from Deus Ex or Sam and Fisher. And he's like, no, 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 we're doing Max because it'll be, fine. it'll be like throwing water into an oil. Uh, and it yeah. turned out perfectly. I think you provided a lot of comedic relief for the game yes. from those more serious scenes, especially from these more serious characters. Well, and it's such a, like, honestly, it's a pretty ludicrous situation that's going on here yeah. with, you know, Mega Man turned into a bad guy and he's still got his all the, like, robot friends are going around and rubbing and their Mega forehead And Mega Man is now no reason. longer a bad guy. Yeah. I was really worried in that scene, Pac-Man. by the way, Mike. Well, I was worried that he was going to remember and we were suddenly going to be faced with a three-robot fight. I'll explain that when we get to me. Um, okay. If you want me to explain but that a little bit more. But thank you very much for running this. Thank you very much for letting You're me welcome. join in. Uh, this is only the third game I think I've played with uh, Terrible Warriors. You've done and Pen, I, uh, Dragon, Pathfinder. I did Pathfinder. Uh, you did Hole. Yeah, you but ran I ran Hole. You ran Hole, but you're still that in it. That counts. I've yeah. run a couple games too. Yeah. yeah. So thank you very much for letting me sit in on this. It was a huge amount of fun. And oh, I'm actually going to turn the mic over to Dodd at this point. Birdman! What's up, guys? Uh, what is it? Yeah, one year. Holy shit, dude. Um, I'm really glad this show took off the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, this was a lot of fun coming back to this. I decided to kind of pull back on Shepard this time. I wanted to be more forceful, more combat-oriented, because Mike said, pick when you're going to come into this, and I kind of pictured the lead-up to the fight going to... Uh, the Citadel, and that's all I'm going to say. Thank you, I God. Don't, I, I haven't played in which Mass game? Effect 3 yet. In Mass Effect 3. Oh, uh, okay. Basically, the last yeah, 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm thinking, all right, she's ready to go. This yeah. is it. And I don't know. I, I kind of wish I'd been more consistent with some of my characterizations. Like, I really wish I knew that Justice was a woman. 
from the get-go because that would have made I want to shove my foot up your snatch a lot more effective. Um, But still, um, stuff like that, though. Although I did find my biotics remarkably useful. Like, Well, I was thinking about changing my character to Sam Fisher because I had this huge hard-on for, like, Splinter Cell in the last couple weeks. But I'm like, I don't know. I mean, Mass Effect's what I know. I mean, I wear the N7 tattoo on my right arm, so... I got to commit to what I know. You're not wearing the sweater. I'm not wearing the sweater. No, I'm wearing the sweater. Um, <laughs> it's worth noting that Laidman is actually wearing an N7 hoodie right <laughs> That's now. Right. Yeah. I'm also wearing uh, a snake shirt to, uh, snake? to be in character. Snake! That, that was something I was waiting for. I was waiting if you died because you were knew so someone yeah. was doing it. And if Mass Chief died, I'd be like, good night, sweet prince. <laughs> I, I was waiting. I had, I had my sort of lines because I was probably going to be the last to die given my hit point special Thing. ability. You, you came close to dying. I came though, close to dying. Oh, that would have been hilarious. It just snapped like, dead. I had certain oh, things. Are, we, are you done? Oh, no, no, no. But I was going to um, do the snake snake no, if you died, absolutely. It, it's good getting this group together, and it's always nice to mix things up. I'm glad we got new blood mm-hmm. in here. And that's like one of the, the strengths of Terror is Terrible Warriors. You very rarely get the same group twice. Like, yeah. There's always a change up, either be it from uh, from Terrible Warriors Prime or the Toronto crew. And even if it's the same group, it's someone else running the game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. always changing, so it's yeah. never the same dynamic twice. And I don't know. I felt, Mike, this was one of your more challenging ones. I actually felt threatened in this one, especially yeah. in the I last one. Yeah. I thought I was dead. I'm Me thinking, too. Oh, man, he's not going to pussy out. This is going to be awesome. I thought Kratos was going to kick all of our asses. He almost did. I really felt Bayonetta was, was going to finish them off. And it, I really felt Kerrigan was going to kill Mike. No, I really I, I'm not sure of the record for every game. Am I still the only GM that has permanently killed off characters in Terrible Warriors? It was the last episode uh, of After the Bomb. I killed the players, but you got the resurrection stick. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I think After the Bomb oh, might have yeah. been the only one that was permanent by the end of the game. Uh, it was two characters. I mean, it happened in the last ten minutes, uh, so we were able to get away with it. Big Mike almost died in the whole game. But that sodomy biker rolled the snake eye. He yeah. almost died in the first session. <laughs> he did. I looked at the stats on a sodomy biker shotgun, and it's psychotic. Can we wow. back up for a second? Sodomy biker? Moving on, that's a different it's game. Yeah, it's a different game. It's in the different game. Different it's game. in canon, people! Anyway. Um, but no, this was a lot of fun, Mike, and I'm really looking forward, to, especially next year. I like, I like the fact that we are getting more deeper into the RPG community mm-hmm. and the mentality. Really? None of, of them know who the hell I am. Well, no, it's the the fact that you brought up uh, Sigil. Yeah, that means something to me because I've been learning oh, that, things right. through Spoonie's videos on Counter Monkey, and when he to- when I've learned about the Lady of Pain and Planescape and all that shit, I'm really hoping we do a hardcore AD&D second edition game. Um, Just because the mechanics are so different than anything we've ever oh, done I've before. Been, I've, I've looked at the AD&D setting a lot and I very much doubt that I'll, unless I get really good into it in the next little while, if I do, when I don't want to spoil anything, there may be a chance something might happen in Sigil before the one year anniversary. Cool. Should Sigil. I do that? It would be I would be running Pathfinder just to make my life easier. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's it's because like, you got a year. Well, yeah. There's like the rule sets and everything, but still, no. It, no, I, it's just it's it's not that. It's explaining. I can explain Thacko to players. I have to explain Thacko to an audience. Yeah. And I don't want to do that to somebody until I'm really good with that. That would take a year plus for me to do that, and that would be I'd make a very special thing. Yeah. Um. I guess going to me now. Planning for this year was quite literally, I said, okay, 
What continuities didn't I nuke last time? Okay. Ask her. Let's go on Twitter, see what people... And I'm, I started filling in everything. There's a, a few things we didn't get to do because there were I was basically rolling random encounter stuff to see what you got. If you hadn't gotten Shang Tsung, you would have gotten things like the witch from Left 4 Dead. Wesker? Uh, no, because I, I made a rule. One thing from any continuity. So oh, that's Genesis. Nemesis then. Yeah. yeah, and that was Nemesis. But I, I loved kind of... Nemesis's inclusion, by the way. I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. Like, if for me, for Nemesis video games... Nemesis killed Pac-Man. It was like... amazing. It, I loved one, it. That almost didn't happen, because I knew Pac-Man was just going to be crawling the halls. I was like, how is Pac-Man going to get stopped? Because basically, Dracula would have souped him up with a power pellet permanently. And that's why he was just eating through everything. And I was like, how do I... I was like, why don't you throw Nemesis in? Don't you? And I didn't know Nemesis well enough, and someone said, you know Nemesis evolves. And I just got this look on my face. It's like, Oh my god. Nemesis is going to kill Pac-Man and just start saying Waka all the time. <laughs> that is perfect. And thus was comedic gold born. Um, the, the Axel thing. Canonically, according to Capcom, Axel is not the original Mega Man. It has been a massive fan theory that Axel is the original Mega Man. Because he absorbs the DNA of the other bad guys yeah, or whatever? Yeah, because it's, his power absorption ability is different and he has no memory. So there's actually a theory that someone found the original Mega Man's body and rebuilt him into Axel. And when Steve, literally the second Steve double-tapped Mega Man last year in the head, I'm just like, oh shit, I can make that headcanon happen. Really? Yeah. Oh. The second it happened, I was like, that so explains... someone found the destroyed destroyer. Yeah. Oh. Rebuilt him as Axel. Oh. As Axel. Because like Axel, later. in the proper continuity, has a scar across his face. I'm like... <laughs> That's the double tap. Ooh, all right. That, that all fits together quite that nicely. Really cool. Paradox so, space. I was also glad you even brought in Axel because that's no one likes Axel well, except yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, he's a spunky kid. He means well. Because he came in what X six or seven? Was uh, it? seven. Because no six. Because five was going to be the last one. And I really thought you were going to stab us in the back with the zero virus. I was waiting nope. for that. They're still. Is- what is the Zero Virus? Um, well, Zero, if you follow canon, was actually built by, by Dr. Wily. He is the original Maverick Virus for the Mega Man universe, but he got he overcame it. So, mm. but no, it's, it was the three of them having fun. No one asked what they were there for. Which I, was, I was waiting for them to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah me too. And when you were yeah. like, oh, and someone show, comes running in, I'm like, oh, it's, it's, awesome. Mega, it's, it's Mega, Mega Man X. And then it was it was not Mega Man it was X Mega every Six. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, what was the big thing that I was trying to... The, the big thing that I had planned out right from the get-go that had to happen no matter what was Duke Nukem versus uh, Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the second I'm like, I gotta do Duke. It's time to kick ass and chew bubblegum. <laughs> and it's just like, what do I want to do with Duke? I want Duke to just say power merge for pussies right to Master Chief's face. That's wish, all I want. Yeah, if that is did. the only thing I'm direct scripting in this, anything else can happen the way it does. But no, for me at the final battle, my entire thing was, if you guys died, then it didn't matter to me. Like, if you guys died along the way, you would have died along the way, and we would have gone forward accordingly. You would have had to have tried to find a one-up or something, which would have been hilarious. That, yeah, that actually would have I'm worked. I'm going to load a save point. <laughs> yeah. um, but I wake up on at a the, convenient at the end, bed somewhere. I just come sliding down a slide. Hey, guys. At the end, it would have literally been a, it was a time attack. You had to last longer than Dracula's fight with Kane. Uh. You made it to the end, and I was watching the clock on this, like, have they made it? If you got killed before, the, you came close, by the way. Well, it was, you didn't it was kill Snake a single... and Chief was the ones that were dying. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I was surprised that uh, Justice got off her uh, laser attack. Yeah. But then again, that was also because yeah. I was going to drain her the next round. Yeah. Well, I took that laser attack full to the face. Yeah, and you, it didn't do a lot of damage. Like, no. Ha, um, it was 4d10. You got two ones. You are lucky. lucky. Yeah, because yeah, Shepard, for example, has 84 hit points. The lowest I ever got was 57. I was fine the entire I game. I was actually expecting because uh, you let... Cole heal everyone at yeah. the end of the of the battle, and it was like, wait, are we about to fight Kane? Like, I thought <laughs> we were about, <laughs> we're about, about to keep too, going, but I I figured it was kind of important to do. Um, Cole actually had the most hit points of the group because as Mike Mike and I had this lengthy conversation, whereas basically all of these other guys have armor of some sort. Cole doesn't. Cole runs around Empire City being shot with Kalishnikovs and machine guns to his face. Yeah. And keeps uh, no in a jacket in the in the first game. And keeps walking around. He's got some kind of weird damage resistance for being a conduit. I gotta say though, real heroes don't wear pants <laughs> <laughs> or clothes. The only, the only regret, a skirt. The only regret I have <laughs> from this campaign for cut content was the fact that I didn't put the trap room in that we could have used Max as a trap. Yeah. Yes, uh, as a trap you, thing. I as was a, as a mind I, as a mind detector. As a mind detector, because basically my entire plan was. There was going to be a room full of spikes, ceiling, walls, floor, and scythes going back and forth. And if you guys look carefully, there was going to be a brief window where something could have been launched through. And there was uh. a lever on the other side. I just feel like, I'm going to send Max right through it. If he doesn't make it, it's just going to get You're hilarious. You're going to have a timed platforming room? <laughs> yes! Nice. Speaking of Max, a few more of these stupid alignment things that you gave him. Um... Interaction knowledge languages, minus three. <laughs> uh, repair, minus three. So don't want him fixing anything. Um, performance, minus 50. But he doesn't know it. He would have been like, da 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 there was a one part where, oh, what was it? Someone was like, does anyone know how to do this? Like, oh, I'm perfectly fluent in doing that. And it's like, no, you're not. But he has no idea that he doesn't know these things. You know, there's one thing that I've learned from watching Justin do the specific character in this campaign. Yeah. There's a, there is an RPG called Tune. God. Where you play literal cartoon characters. Huh. You, you could pull that shit off. Uh, you really could. Tune, I haven't heard about tuning Mike did years. give me random gun that I could pull out. <laughs> and now, in situation times, I couldn't just abuse it. Yeah. But every now and then I would roll the dice and I would just, because where the hell is his inventory box? I was honestly disappointed because the very second you guys got out of that comment, I expected you to pull out a gun when all the zombies were coming and be like, and just have everyone yell at you for it. It's like, you had no, guns No, I would have just time. dived in hand first and been like, Banzai! And gone right into the zombie, just been punching, kicking. I almost threw you as a distraction. Was, I would have had the time of my life. I would have been backstroking through the Max's through the lightning of gun, incidentally, was one of the enduring images of this game in my head. Is Cole McGrath I wanted holding to hold Max it. like a lightning gun? What I wanted is to just charge it up in my mouth like a big ball in my cheeks and blah, and then shoot it out like an egg of lightning. I was disappointed that that still only dealt 1d4 plus 1 damage. Uh, well, it didn't get supercharged. Some, yeah. some GMs just don't have a sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had also, also talked about I double teaming. I eat Pac-Man. <laughs> up Polo. your ass. We, Polo. we were actually going to double team the, uh, the gunpowder in the stomach. Um, if it hadn't been for the the Fusro Da when he shot Fusra. it. Gunpowder. Yeah, when he shot that back, my I was immediately following that turn, and I was gonna kick him in the stomach and make him shoot it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, give me the Heimlich maneuver. I'm 
I'm actually really glad you you even gave Voss that ability. That I didn't see fucking coming. Yeah. I yeah, was no. like, he's a dragonborn now? What? And a cyborg. Oh, and a, that, yeah, he had the fucking glaive from Blood Dragon from yeah. Call the Conqueror. I'm like, holy and shit. That's why you wouldn't let any of... That's why... Uh, before the game, Big Mike actually sent us a list of characters saying these are the universe, these are the video games you can't take characters from, and one of them was um, Skyrim. And I was really worried. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna make us fight the Dovahkiin. He's gonna make us fight the goddamn Dovahkiin. And I asked him at one point, I'm like, so how does the Dragonborn fit into this? And he's like, I'm not telling you. And apparently, it's just that Vaughn says the Fusro Da now. <laughs> well, okay then. Well, well, looking at it logically, I knew someone was going to point out the flaw. Wait, wait, how does Vaz ever be bodyguard for Alucard and stop him from going anywhere? It's like, oh, he's got the glaive and he's a dragonborn. Yet, yeah, no, that's a fair fight now. Hmm. I imagine Dracula just going to these worlds, just pointing at people. It's like, I like your power. I'm gonna, yeah. eat, I'm gonna have it now. I like your power. Yeah. And one, or, or, master, are you taking all this power for yourself? No, I'm gonna give it to that guy over there. <laughs> That'd be funny. Why? Cause I'm bored and I'm Dracula. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So, um, now here's the thing that I, I definitely want to ask. I mean, obviously, this being the one-year anniversary, um, kind of thinking back over the entire year, mm-hmm. um, is there things that you guys all liked, disliked? Uh, like, I mean, I'm just asking because, I mean, being sort of the executive producer, I, I, I want to know. But yes, I wanna... but I won't say it during the debrief. Oh, um, I think my okay. only negative comment this year is there were a couple games that I missed out on. And, uh, and that, that's not a negative comment to that. It's just my time, unfortunately, did not sync up with um, Shadowrun and Judge Dredd. Sadly. And Transformers. Yeah, and, Transformers, oh God. Yeah. and yeah, my Transformers was, cause, it was so cool. I, I, it was the same thing. I, I heard about Transformers and um, Pokemon. Yep. Laura, Laura wanted to be part of Pokemon so badly. Uh, you and I were talking on Skype, and you're yes. like, "Yeah, well, we have the Pokemon show coming out," and she's like, "Put me on that show! Put uh, me on that show right now!" And, I was and like, you were we like, already, "No, we'd already we recorded, recorded it." it. Yeah. And she was like, "No!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did promise I would put her on Sailor Moon if we yeah. ever did that. So that's one of my favorite parts about this year is the passion we've had for everyone involved in 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 the show. Um, yeah. So many people want to be involved in so many shows. There's not enough room for them. We yeah. have to turn people away. We have to say, sorry, I'm, I'm full with the roster. I've already got everyone in. Uh, the GMs are kind of putting together like, oh, I'm doing this game, so I want these voices, these these people yeah. to help tell that story. And, you know, hell, if you, if you like Pokemon you want to play it, it's open source. You can download it for free. If you like... You know, these games, like, what I hope is in the same way that the people involved in the podcast are like, fuck, I want to really play these games. I'm hoping the listeners have the same sort of passion when they hear this and go, like, I really want to be a well, part of Shadowrun or Paranoia, mm-hmm. After the Bomb, Pathfinder. I, I almost hate to say this, but I, this actually kind of, with this one-year anniversary, this brings, brings to a conclusion an RPG system I've used for a, quite a bit of time here. I will be no longer using D20 Simple anymore oh. after this. Um, in a good way. Well, you are retiring as champion of the universe. Yeah. Well, because it's just, I like the system, and there's a lot of use. There's a lot of use and mileage and open-endedness out of it. But I've gotten really good with the D, different D20 continuities and things like that. It's just a lot easier for me to go somewhere else yeah. and put yeah. my flag there. I'll probably use it every so often, but it was just, once I started modifying the character sheets to suit my needs and my stat right. needs, for it's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, but it's just... It was just like, you know, it's easier for me to just run in a system. So it brings it to an end. Yeah. Uh, the use of the D20 Simple system. It's still free. Yeah, of It's course. still out there if people want to use it, but I'm not using it again for D20 Live. I'm not using it again for this. It's done. 
Yeah, yeah. maybe then, vaguely, maybe for the three year for the two year anniversary, maybe unless I can find something better to use. Well, the uh, another thing too, this year we spent a lot of time in D six. Yeah, uh, we did. And yeah. So going forward. That's not to say we'll never return to D6. Yeah, but yeah. because we have a want, bunch of games. Am I the only one who didn't? You know, well, I we, technically used BESM, which is technically know, But D6, we really but want to of. use this show to showcase a bunch of different things, right? Like, yeah. if I return back to Palladium, I want to do Robotech that has MDC oh. damage oh, yeah. instead of SDC. And we, but I, I just, uh, what I hope is that this show will help show game styles and rule sets that aren't. Traditional. Traditional and normal. I don't want us to fall into a comfort zone and a yeah. crutch and what, you know, parade forward valiantly into the unknown. Yeah. What I really love is that uh, technically out of the entire year, I'm surprised that, that we've never done this. What, we have up? never actually played straight on D&D. We kind of did with Pathfinder. Pathfinder yeah. was the closest well, we ever got. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think Dungeons & Dragons fits this show format. No. If we try to do it, we will have to modify the game so heavily. We might as well just play Pathfinder. We might as well play Pathfinder or D20 Simple well, or something else. We actually discussed that at the whole game. Was the possi- Someone said they wanted to run uh, D&D 4th Ed. Yeah. And the, the issue that was pointed out was that... Uh, 4th Ed's a, mer- a miniature uh, game. Yeah. Well, no, 4th Ed and even 3rd Ed are so it's based tabletop. on tabletop movement yeah. and grid combat that they don't translate well into a purely audio format. Right. And they take forever. And that's what that's I like. Thing. I, what we did, we, they've never aired, and they will probably never air, because I, I don't think they so turned out that well. Now. Yeah. Um, we recorded, in the event that this show, we didn't have a, a, a campaign ready in time, yeah. we would have filler episodes. And they were just fourth edition Dungeon Delves that we just ran through without any preparation. But it took an hour to get through one room in the dungeon. Yeah, And it exactly. took three hours to get through the whole dungeon. One dungeon! No story, no development, no moving around to other floors. One room at a time. That's how long it took to play it properly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is that is also the problem with base-setting Dungeons & Dragons, yeah. mm-hmm. is that because the game is set up around that dungeon crawl, while it can be very fun for players, it doesn't necessarily create a solid RP mm. experience. I have well, nothing yeah, against Dungeons and Dragons. Not very narrative. That's the play yeah. style. If you want to play a miniature tabletop game with loose role-playing elements, mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons well, is that not was the game the thing for you. That made... If you want to tell a story, Pathfinder, yeah. Pathfinder, D6, Palladium, now, anything else. Now you story. could make the argument for D and D 3.5, which is more or less Pathfinder still. I think I think the strength of D and D lies in its settings. Yes, and that falls yeah. heavily on the dungeon well, master. I mean, like when I was well, trying here's to. Here's the problem, though. There's I can go off the top of my head the settings right now. There's Ravenloft. Great which Hawk. would be which would be fun to do, but Ravenloft you can adapt to Pathfinder easier. Yeah, and the systems are better. Uh, there's Greyhawk, but I. Part of me is kind of hesitant to do Greyhawk. Greyhawk for... is the base D and D setting. I know so. what it is. Well, well no, there's so I, much I, history, and they've rebooted yeah. so many times. So there's, which one do you pick? There's the realms, which I won't touch with a ten foot pole because my girlfriend will shoot me if I do anything wrong. Um, and then there's Dark Sun, which is basically asking to put your players through a ten speed meat blender. No, mm-hmm. no, Dark Dark Sun is very interesting. It's the most story potential of a D and D game because there are no actual dungeons in the realm of Athos. Yeah. Um, it's also very political. It's a very you interesting... also turn lawful evil if you don't drink water. Yeah, well, I mean, but, it, it, sorry, am I the only one who doesn't give a crap about the settings? No, like, when we to do be Pathfinder, honest, I, I don't care the names of the gods. When we do um, Paranoia, well, I don't care the uh, setting. Uh, yes and no, um, because the setting gives the basic outline. Flavor. Yeah, Paranoia is its setting though. 
Paranoia sure. is that you are an alpha complex. But even the computer when is in we charge. Did after the bomb, but I just the, made everything up. Here's the thing you know, about like, like, here's the thing about that. I always had a problem with D and D in that in any setting you come up with, you can't describe the setting in one sentence or less, like or two sentences or less, because it's it's such a, like a, too much of a world that as a listener, if if um, like it like that's why I like when I sort of did I did a little bit of research before we started we even started Terrible Warriors altogether, and I was listening to different. Different, like D and D, like role playing game podcasts, and the pattern that I saw for a lot of them was that they were all focused on D and D. There was rarely any of them that was fo- that tried different systems. It was just always D and D, and it was harder to listen to because they were very long campaigns. And if you don't start from the beginning, you can't yeah. continue well, on. This was one th- of the. Sorry, th- this was where. I think my genesis in Dungeons and Dragons was was playing with an improv team that didn't have time to do an improv team anymore. So we just gamed once a week uh, in in a church basement, and we started with a group of slaves in a cave, and we then exited the cave, and we would just build the map one week at a time. And the game master that we had, Dan Fleming, shout out, he um did. He just invented it week by week, and he would just add to the map and add another city and add the characters as we went. So it organically got all that history and got all this setting, but I never read a D&D book, or I never read the background history of the gods. We might incorporate something like Paylor and use it for our own, but then we would make up what it meant and how significant his role was in the world. as As a counterpoint to that, there are certain continuities that are very difficult to get into. But there are very continuities that are very near and dear to my heart. I have been racking my brain figuring out how to do an Exalted session for this group. Because oh. I love Exalted. I know, Derek. I know what I'm trying to do. And I know how hard it is. I've come close. Um, I had a point. Well, it's like when we go to – when we did The Matrix and when yeah. we did Star Wars, it wasn't – it had less to do with the canon and a lot more to do with that individual something that we could bring and create yeah. a completely yeah. new story but all at, on our own. At the same time – Damn sorry, the canon. Yeah, sorry. I, I don't want to steal the mic from, uh, from Mike here. Um, that mic but, only has two more days to retirement. Oh, no. man. And it's got kids – Grandkids now, grand mics. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but the thing is with Star Wars though, Star Wars is its setting, is that it's the period that you're playing it. It's the fact that there's Jedi, the Empire, the Republic. There's like the blasters, but you don't have to read m- multiple amounts no, of material no, no, in order but, uh, to be able to get okay. into it. Dark Sun. Post-apocalyptic desert fantasy with psychics. Sure, but no you metal. could read all the yeah. city states and the histories of the dragons yeah, and, and you, all that. You don't you necessarily get need that to run of a good game. Not. Yeah, but and I, every, but and I will admit, um, look I, at Pendragon for I will admit, sakes. every system, yeah. every Pendragon system has, has that to a certain degree. Yeah, and, and that's and that's either here nor there. It's just that it seems with D and D because a it's been the oldest system, Whoa. and and b there's also. So many different scenarios and settings. I think what struck me was when Big Mike said that he wouldn't touch realms because if he did it, his girlfriend would get mad because he would do it wrong. It's like uh, the the idea is like I don't want to be playing in a world that can be done wrong. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't think that a role playing game with the right players can be done wrong. Yeah, nothing's wrong if you're working together to tell a new story. Yeah, I mean one of the problems with D and D, which I've always found, is the settings. But that's what I love about it. The thing is, people are so invested in those settings, like you just said, you shouldn't be able to play a world wrong. But if you fuck it up, you'll piss someone off. Steve is terrified of ever doing a Ghostbusters game on this podcast because we might do it wrong. You can't do it wrong if you're all doing it together. Wait, is that why you gave me the Ghostbusters game? Because you didn't want to do it? Exactly. I didn't want to fuck it up. 
You, you and, and yet you're going to do Doctor Who, some of the most vicious fans out there. Good luck. See, Doctor Who, I'm like I could be okay with. Like but, that's something that's something that is something that I haven't tried before, so I can put my own little spin on it, and I have an idea Doctor in my Who, head, so. and I have my uh, my head of what I can do that I think that actually would be pretty cool that fans would love. But I'm just saying, like, it, it, like what I what I take away. From and I've no, I probably mentioned this many times, and I do apologize if you've heard this me tell it about it. What I love about this show um, is two things: a, the players that we have. I love the fact that we have a large group of people that are so passionate about wanting to play games, and it doesn't matter what system it is. They're just like, you know what. I hear something cool about a system that or that someone wants to try. I want in, and we get so many people that want in that we have to turn people away. Say, oh, sorry, we can't have you guys in it just this time around because we've already got our full allotment. We only uh, have four microphones. Exactly, four <laughs> microphones. And B, my, I probably my ultimate favorite is again. It's going back to it's not a, for our show. For our show. It's not about the setting. It's about the story. See, for me, it's about the reactions. And you asked about 10 minutes ago uh, what my favorite moment is. Yeah. Two moments. One was Star Wars, specifically Erica. Yeah. Just before the Xenomorph reveal, there was genuine fear in her. Yeah. I fed off that. Well, Second time, Pathfinder, when I disturbed the shit out of Connell and you. I think it was you. Uh, and pointing at Derek. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. pointing at me right now. Let's just yeah, lean into this mic. And, and I said, everybody you love will die. And the color in your face. Drained. Oh, no, no. Um, What you said to me is like, I know. Uh, it's like, I know, who you, I, I know who you are now. I know how you think. Yeah. yeah. No, you even got under my skin. Yeah. It was like, one day you'll learn to worship me. And it was like, and I was playing the cleric, right? Yeah, so. well. That, oh was, that was great, though, because I based that character on Lita but that's, Inverse. But that's the thing. It's all up to the, the story. You the got story. reactions yeah. Yeah. At, because of how amazing your stories were. And it had nothing yeah. to do with the rule set. and had yeah. nothing to yeah. do yeah. with yeah, because the... Because I was a free-running Pathfinder. Theme. Holy shit. No, no, you, you did it really well. Yeah. But, like, the whole game as well, that was based entirely on reaction of, here's your survivor challenge. How yeah. what do you do? We spent the entire challenge building weapons while three guys, uh, our three surviving NPCs, build a flying machine. Yeah, and, and then, then they were the one. Yeah, and then we anyway. proceed to kill them anyway. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Again, I mean, that's what really sparked the idea that I think we should always focus on story was going back to the very first campaign, whereas Big Mike ran a like I never thought that blending in so many multiple video game universes would w- turn into a really amazing in-depth yeah well like, i watched story. captain n so uh, i i know how awesome again that's the thing it's like i'm not a gamer so it's yeah, just that's seeing like you getting into that i works. was i was very impressed and that's when i realized okay it's not like it's it, it, settings it doesn't matter because we can jump settings on any game no, campaign no matter what uh, it all comes down to the, can the GM create a good story? And we've had so so many great GM stories that I just love. Like that's why I think a lot of, like a lot of you as listeners, I think you've even kind of caught on to some of the like you've there's some campaigns that you just love because of not only the nostalgia factor of whatever you're into, yeah. but also it's the story. I mean, hell. Anybody can get into the like they see Pokemon. You shivved a Pidgey. Exactly. This is like, <laughs> you, you see, po- you like, are a terrible person. <laughs> I know. Well, I didn't know. Again, I didn't. I didn't know. But the, what's great about it was that okay, the advertising aspect. People see a Pokemon game. Oh, great! You know what? I'm into Pokemon. I like that. I'm going to listen to That's it. But what keeps them in is the story. You need to stop making Pidgeys faint, Steve. 
Well, oh, he bled them out. I, I was bled, so fainted. Yeah. Bleed. They fainted. <laughs> I didn't know that. So we're into our last 10 minutes here. Um, I guess we'll just go around the table. What? End on a good note because it's the one-year anniversary. Yeah. Uh, from this year, what was the most fa- your, your favorite thing or campaign or favorite moment? Mike kind of touched on it. And going forward, what are you most looking forward to with Terrible Warriors? And then we'll go around. We'll end with Steve, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. So, Mike, uh, no, you can go. Going, starting with Steve. I'm, I'm last. Okay, oh. we'll start with Steve, and then okay. we'll end with Big Mike. Um, nice. So, yeah, I would is. say my favorite moment this year um, was this was the first time I ever got to GM a game. Uh, I've been playing so for off and on for the past 10 years, and this is the first time I got to play a game or GM a game. And I got to GM a game in a setting or at least any universe that I love and that is the matrix. I loved that story. Like listening back to it, I can I can listen to that campaign over and over again because I just loved how everything turned out. Like the players really got into the story. They added more to it as a sort as we were playing it. Um and it was it was great. I think I'm going to say this. Um as far as how I like to be able to see things as as far as moment outside of being a GM, um there's so many different little moments I loved. Uh, certain moments of uh, this game being ma- uh, Master Chief in both the the, fir- uh, the first game and the sequel. Uh, there were moments in Star Wars that I loved um, playing Russell Hance in a Survivor game. That was oh, kind of okay. that Ru- was cool. No, to no, me. you were Russell Hance the thousand the thousand the fourth. Yeah, that was uh, I I did enjoy that. Um, so the, there's lots of little tiny moments that I did like, but a lot of it was came down to just playing with everybody here at the, in this at this table. And also the other players that we have. Um, as far as moving forward, what I like to see for Terrible Warriors, I have a lot of different ideas I have in my mind that I would like to try to do. Um, one of them is definitely expanding out into uh, the stories of these games. And I know for myself uh, so that I want to be able to, because I'm a writer, I want to create expanded universes. And the first one I want to start off with is The Matrix, because I have, because the the game I have is called Matrix uh Matrix deletion, and I want to be able to create a expanded universe called Matrix Path to Deletion, and I have this idea in my head that deals with every single character. And if it turns out that like I want to have that as the first one, if it turns out to be successful, it could turn into something that every one of us that uh, runs a game could add as extra content and add like it just expands out our amazing games because I think your idea was to make short stories on characters leading up to the campaigns yes flesh out even more details exactly and in the form of diaries or something like that yep and put them out as like audio albums that you can be able to purchase and 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 listen to or just download whatever yeah ebooks kind of thing um and that so if we can be able to get that for each campaign it just because I think for material exactly because I think four hours is a very short period of time and there's so much like we create so many amazing worlds that it just it it just ripes of like you can just eat, it's we low hanging fruit. We always want to go back when we're done. It's low hanging fruit. You always want to go back and you have there's some like like I can guarantee all of us here who have run a game there's something that you've always wanted to do more in that universe and I think with that <laughs> that could totally work. What? No, no. I I realized after last game if, if we ever go back to hole it's basically going to be uh, reprising stuff from Saints Row. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's sort of the idea I'm sort of kicking around with and and we'll see what happens. Um, anyway, Mike. Well, I, I got to say, considering two thirds of my my experience have been playing the same character, I got to say my, <laughs> my fa- I got to say my favorite thing is 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 playing that character. Uh, if you listen to the Untitled Michael Orr show, uh, project, or you listen to any of this week in geek stuff, uh, you can tell that Metal Gear is pretty big in my life. It's very important to me, 
and um, to be able to actually step in the shoes, albeit with a terrible impersonation, uh, that you guys humor me with. Maybe. Your voice isn't dead this time. That's true. Yeah, true. I lost it last time. Yeah. 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 Um, like that that is alone like that that's how you guys got me in was was oh you you this is your favorite character ever you're him you, you know yeah. like that's how you guys got me into the game and um the stuff i'm looking forward to is i like this game has gone far beyond what the original plan was the original plan was the same group of people were going to play every time and it it very quickly became different mm-hmm. and uh and there's so many more players now and I've met so many of the other players just in, in like, real life and personal situations, and I want to play with them. Like, I want to play with Erica. I want to play with um, Julian. Julian, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, they're all great people, and, and I just want to see what what happens with them. Like, like I was really looking forward to, to playing with Justin. Yeah, high five. <laughs> yeah. BFF. <laughs> and, um, I mean, uh, as I said, I'm pretty new to this, so, like, I, I don't see myself GMing anytime soon, but I had a conversation with Steve about some of the worlds that I thought would be really cool to, to play games in, um, like, for themes. I, like, I don't know what system that they, we'd play with, because, you know, I'm still wrapping my head around all that stuff. Like, you guys talking about, like, oh, we need to play more in this system. I'm like, what language do they speak, you know? <laughs> but, but like, oh, uh, yeah, like, like the, the one of the, yeah, yeah, it's got, like, looks like blood. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> Justin's been rolling, not just, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm tired. Laidman has been rolling this blood splattered G, uh, D20 the whole game. What's that from? I have no idea. You have to let Laura pick that out. And she's like, this, I, when I saw this, I thought boss. that was the coolest thing in the world. Dipped in the blood of innocent gamers. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's the blood of Gary Gygax. Oh, oh, too, too soon. soon. Too but, soon. No, it is blessed. But the, the world's like, I don't know if anyone, any of the players who have played before want to take these ones on as GM or if I'll build up to these down the line. But the worlds that I th- suggested to to Steve uh, were Bioshock. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, running around in Rapture and uh, Legend of Korra Avatar. Ooh. Oh, man, that'd be fun. Yeah, like, with all the powers with airbending and, and like yeah. all the other kinds of bending. Like, could be a lot of fun to be had there. Because we actually, we actually did talk about Avatar briefly at the breakfast before the whole game. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. So yeah, we'll just, so, we'll see. There's some point. There. Some point. Yeah, Justin. Yeah, I mean, geez, looking back, uh, before Shadowrun, which brought me into Terrible Warriors, um, I had gone through a drought where I hadn't played a proper role playing game campaign for more than like a single hour uh, in years and years, and uh, it was a big part of college and high school and. Then once I moved to Toronto and I was working professionally, it just there was no time. And Although we would talk about it when we drove the pack. We would talk. I would talk about it all the time. I was still passionate about it. I'd be like, "Oh, you, you guys don't know about that time when this happened." I had all these stories, and I wanted to go back into playing these games because um, I, I just loved the creation of it all and the process that goes into making these games work. Um, to be able to be on this show and be able to play so many games in such a concentrated time over the past year, I've done more campaigns and more rule sets this year than I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, uh, but uh, and and through this, I've been able to share uh, the the games that were really close to me: the After the Bomb and Paranoia, uh, which 
I had played in Hamilton with my friends in high school and had really sort of carried on like, oh, I really want to share these with my friends and share these with everyone and, and hopefully introduce it to new people. But it was um, it was the game that I didn't play in that I loved participating in the most uh, with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I got to be that ridiculous <laughs> Professor Oak, Oak yeah. just be a little shit in the background. Are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> I was just thinking of that line. <laughs> meanwhile in Pallet Town, and I would just be an asshole. It was amazing with complete disregard for children's safety. Your yeah. father, is he a boy <laughs> or a girl? Father, a boy. It was it was a best. It was yeah. so much fun, and and that you guys have humored my. Stupidness. It's it was great. Like you guys let me play Max in a game with all these serious. You killed Reginald. I killed. It Never forget. So good. <laughs> but um, yeah, just being able to share these stories and 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 be able to get back into gaming and and just have so much fun with laughs. Uh, I mean, absolutely. That it sounds kind of corny, but that's that's what I've looked loved most about this past year looking forward uh i'm ready to dive into the great unknown um i'm doing the next game we're doing is call of cthulhu and i've only just i read i I, I did a trip to ireland and i read lovecraft the whole time so (laughs) around old ruins and places of ancient place so i'm i'm looking forward to that i've never done this this is brand new uh and it's not gonna be comedy like after the bomb and uh, paranoia or, or max in this game um, next year it, it's the same deal I want to play new games stuff I've never touched before like Robotech I'm really looking forward to Mike Laidman when he GMs his very first game that yeah. would happen yeah. in 2014 that'd be great and it's going to be amazing and and that's what I'm looking forward to is is the discovery uh, what what we're going to be doing yeah. and all the new stuff that I haven't even thought of and and I, I'm, I will play Scion whether or not it's on this podcast or in my apartment I don't <laughs> care this is a game I want to play because it deals there's a whole expansion on on just irish mythology that i'm like yes this is amazing <laughs> anyways uh, that's me uh i i'm next wow okay um favorite moments from this year well i've only played in three games and i ran another one i think running the whole game was my favorite because that was an idea that had been sitting in my head literally for years Oh, cool. Um, and it was great to finally get it out. Uh, I really, really enjoy Pathfinder. I, I love getting to put together this ridiculous character on his riding corgi. <laughs> uh, and that, like I, I've often said that character was based on Lena Inverse if Lena Inverse was a first-level character. And I'd love to return to that character at some point, like five or ten levels down the line. Um, to where he's actually gotten to that level of he's the thieving bugger um, uh, wizard who's uh, riding into bandit camps on his dog. Uh, give me all your gold or I will wreak terrible havoc upon you villains. Um, looking forward, um, there are four games um, that I want to eventually run on this show. Um, the first one is Mage the Awakening, which is probably one of my top three favorite role-playing games of all time um i larp it on a monthly basis and i really want to run a game for us i would like to run a rifts game at some point using just like one or no we just use like the core book and maybe like triax and the ngr and that would be it and it would not be one of the ridiculous rifts games that always ends up happening whenever i otherwise run rifts uh well, then the you're other... just not you doing riff, ju- riffs justice at that point <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other games are uh, i'd like to run um 
uh, Dresden Files game at some point. Well, that'd be uh, good. Dresden Files RPG by Evil Hat, yeah. which is di- uh, Jim Butcher is directly involved in the development and the writing of the game. Is he really? Yeah. He yeah. Is. Oh, cool. Uh, there's new Dresden Files stories in all the books. Mm-hmm. And the other one was Armageddon, which is an Eden Studios game. There's sort of a theme, and there are wizards in all of these. There's magic in all of them. But Armageddon is basically um, the old gods have come back. America is divided. Half of it worshipping basically basically being the Church of Cthulhu. And your characters have to stop it. Hmm. And I I love to run these games. I like being able to run them (coughs) for people. And if you're all very, very battle run noblest for you and break your brains. Okay, but thank you. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. I just wanted to turn to. I just wanted to turn to my right and say, um, Mike Dodd, thank you so much for getting me into this. Um, this is. I think I've been on this week in Geek now for what about a, a year? No, about nine months. Since, yeah, yeah. Since January. Um, and that was how I got onto these warriors terrible in the first place. And thank you so much for all the opportunities. We're gonna have a lot of fun in the future. And we all met because of an ex-girlfriend. Ain't that awesome? Oh, yeah. We all met. Be- we met because of LARP. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is. Uh, um, favorite moments on this show, as I alluded to, I love eliciting emotional response. I guess I'm I'm an emotional vampire. Uh, favorite moments as a player. Saunterblugget. Saunterblugget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Can died. have a mustache? mustache. <laughs> the fact that Connell put that in a Warfront episode and did, like, he made the Pope out of the balloons. I almost Pope died. Pope Vigilius. I almost died. By the way, not going to lie, uh, Can My Horse Have a Mustache will probably be the very first t-shirt I we put out. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, there have been talks. There's yes, been talks. Yeah. As, a G, uh, as a player... Um, Another thing that I've really enjoyed is, like I said, trying out new systems and being under different people. Um, Justin, I'm very excited to see what he's going to do with Call of Cthulhu. That's actually the game I've been looking forward to. Don't put your hopes up. Talked about it because I've never had anybody run a proper Call of Cthulhu. Like I, I very much agree with the general consensus: is if you have a story going to release one against Cthulhu. You're not doing it right. I'm going to release the um, podcast entirely in reverse. Cool. It's, oh, I'm really? So it, like, play it backwards, like oh. a demonic tape. I'm, I'm looking tape. forward to something very atmospheric, something very, very, very serious, which is something on this show we've kind of skirted the line with, where it goes serious, but then we get killing Reginald the chicken. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. Never forget. Um, stuff I'm really looking forward to next year. Games I want to run. The fact that Justin wants to run Robotech, I'm there friggin' day one. Love Robotech. I would love to run a Neon Genesis Evangelion game or Gundam because I love those franchises. Um, I twenty fourteen the year of the Mac. About riffs. I'm. I almost like to play around the idea of doing Dragon Ball Z because I got the books for that, and it's it's such a it can be such such a fun universe, and it won't be just ninety minutes of "Ah!" like that. (laughs) Nine thousand. And we could get Kyle and Sean. Yeah, Kyle. I could maybe get Chris Sabat as Vegeta to record a line for me, or Shovel as Goku. But yeah, like crazy stuff like that, and. There's a game that I want to run next year because I want to try more historical stuff. Like, because Mike's Pendragon really was a turning point for me. I found a game called Seventh Sea. It's about fucking pirates and shit. And I love the pirates of the Caribbean movies. So it would be awesome. You're the crew of the Black Pearl. That'd or something be cool. like that. That'd be really fucking neat. Or one game I've been developing, and I haven't told anybody this. So here's some exclusive news I've been running a Tron game. 
Ah, and that I, I would be so in. And I'm really, because I sit there and listen to the Tron Legacy soundtrack. I'm like, all right, here are the mechanics. Here's the setting. I can do it before Legacy, after, or during. Because uh, there's the TV series and all this shit. Yeah, so, with yeah. Uprising and yeah, that'd be good. I want to fight Tron. <laughs> great... And I've been writing a Ninja Turtle one based upon the new franchise. Oh, that'd be good. Like, I've been getting ideas. And even Steve's World of Black Shadow... As, yeah. much, as much as we've made fun of it, I like the idea of creating like a pulpy world with steampunk elements. That'd be cool. So I'm hoping for next. I'm I'm gonna write it for Steve for Christmas, or at least I'm really trying. I just really suck at it. That's why we have the DC open game license. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to. But no, playing with all y'all has been fun. I look forward to this every month because I get to hang out with my friends, and I have to drive in two hours, so. This is a pain in the ass for me, but it's totally worth it. And I'm missing Breaking Bad for you fuckers, so I'd like to point out <laughs> this is important to me. The fact that I am here. Big Mike, finish up. Um, Let's see here. Uh, my two favorite moments. Uh, running was uh, Pendragon by far. That was my, has been the most fun for me. Uh, playing in was honestly human-operated landfill, Derek. Really? Yeah, uh, without question. That, is my favorite, that was my favorite to run in as a Holy player. Holy shit. Thank you very much, I, Mike. That was my absolute favorite. I had the most fun there. And as for what I have planned next, no spoilers. <laughs> oh, it was only on getting home that night that I actually realized that Tag was gap backwards. Okay, well, not what I, you plan <laughs> yeah. next. I don't want uh, you to spoil I'm... things. What are you most looking forward oh, to hey, then next Justin's year? Speaking. No spoilers. Now that, with that, come on, really? oh. with that, you bastard. He's not looking forward to anything. Up. He's dreading the whole year. You heard it here on Terrible Warriors. With that, I bring. Our one-year anniversary to a close. Thank you, gentlemen, very much for your participation. And here's to the next year. And we have been... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Mike the Birdman Dodd from ThisWeekInGeek.net. I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse. Uh, Justin Ecock from right here on Terrible Warriors. Uh, Mike the Fist of Justice Laidman from the Untitled Michael Lohr Project. Uh, Steve Snowball Sailor, executive producer for These Warriors Are Terrible. And Big Mike with the 4 4 saying, These Warriors Are Terrible and they're going to stay that way. BCAU. You have just listened to These Warriors Are Terrible. Did our terrible warriors succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stun the GM into a stupefied silence for asking if their horse had a mustache? And lastly, did someone get punched squarely in the goodie bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our terrible warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquest or failures? Comment on this episode post. Message us on Twitter at Dice Warriors or email us at feedback at thesewarriorsareterrible.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. For these warriors are terrible.